Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, if you're just waking up, yes, you are not looking at a misprint. The Bills had the game won last night, Perloff, in Orchard Park, New York, and instead had 12 men on the field for a missed 41-yard field goal for Denver that gave new life to Denver and a 36-yard field goal that then they drilled and walked out of Buffalo a winner. Buffalo falls to 5-5. Five and five. This is a Super Bowl contender who has played anything like a Super Bowl contender and now likely not making the playoffs. But besides that, how was the play? It's so funny. How did that score end up being 24 to 22? If you try to explain to somebody who didn't watch the game, <laughs> the narrative, at one point it was 15 to 8. It was 12 to 8, then 15 to 8. It was one of the sloppiest football games we've seen in a long time. And I'm sorry you lost, but it does feel to me not surprising in a way because I've seen this movie before with the Bills. Oh, I know. And I've been trying. I hate to I say, know. I've been trying to warn you. you Ve- have... Vegas has been off on the Bills in terms of making them this big favorites. They were a touchdown, a seven and a half point favorite actually last night. And they've been vulnerable for most of the season. They and do. now you can say most of the season, yeah. really the two great games, three great games they have are early in the year. The Raiders, the Washington Commanders, and Miami Dolphins. Everything since then has been either a bailout, a dogfight, or just a straight-up loss. Yeah, last night was a weird one, too. I I think they were the better team on the field. They outgained them almost twice as much per play as the Broncos. The Broncos, I've never seen a team with more third and eight two-yard passes in my life. They were just, they played so conservative. To Sean Payton's credit, I don't know if he did this intentionally, he said, I'm going to let the Bills lose the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and it honestly, it really caused, it Sean Payton actually blew the game. I mean, they, the Broncos should have lost, and I think Sean Payton would be wearing it today, in part because the way the last field goal attempt went down was probably not smart. And what Perloff's talking yeah. about is the fact that the Broncos got down to what would have been a 41-yarder and just took three knees, essentially. And right. then uh, two knees, pardon me. And then on the last play... Uh, took a knee and then ran the fire drill to get yes. the punt, uh, the field goal team out, pardon me, and to try to catch the Bills off guard, and they did it. Well, I think th- they did it, but the fire drill is part of the reason that the play wasn't executed right and they missed the field goal, especially on a night where they had botched two extra points. And the I, winds were swirling in that part there of the There is a lot of criticism, and I've got to be honest, I'm not the first one here, saying that they should have thrown an incomplete pass so they could have reset. It mm. did seem like that fire drill was a risky move, even though it had worked earlier. They, they look kind of out of it. They got lucky because the Bills, if the Bills just run off the field, they will go away with the win. They're 6-4, and four and there's no problems at all. Well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> well, right, there right, definitely right. would have been some problems, but the winning would have masked it, I guess. I mean, you had also a, a penalty, and this one, I, 
I guess I kind of give Russell Wilson some credit for because this is understanding today's NFL, which is they're on a third and 10. He had just gotten sacked out of field goal range and he just throws the ball up. And that's like not a bad play in this day and age in the NFL because they are so quick to call pass interference. It was the right call because Wilson underthrew his receiver and Dane Jackson, the corner, basically ran into the receiver because he didn't see that he was coming back to try to get the ball. Yeah, I mean, to Wilson's credit, he knew the blitz was coming. There's actually a lot of criticism of the Bills for running two straight blitzes in that. Same play. Yeah, and the fact that Leslie Frazier, the former defense coordinator, was on the show earlier this year, never would have done that. Everyone's saying McDermott is basically making all the wrong moves this year and that he's also tinkering with the offense, and that has been bad as well. Well, I'm not sure what he's doing with the offense. He's so clearly a defensive coach and now doing the defensive play calls, but Here's the, the coaching staff has this. hit the ceiling here. Yeah, this is it. Got as good as it could get. The 13 seconds game, and they lost that game in Arrowhead. Last year was totally funky and weird. There were a lot of things that went on, you know, punctuated by the Demar Ham Hamlin stuff, which was so emotional and fraught, and all of it. And they get blown out at home by the Bengals in the playoffs. It was almost like okay, that season kind of came to a merciful end. Is so much had happened. Now you come out, you lose that opener to the Jets. Then you rebound for some good games. But you come out against Jacksonville. You don't go to uh, England until two days before the game. You come out totally flat. You're either losing or barely winning against inferior competition, including getting a bailout from the referees to beat the lowly Giants. And now this was the most predictable thing in the world is that they would lose this game. You're never going to give up on Josh Allen because he is an elite quarterback who has a turnover problem. That can be fixed. Mm. That can be fixed. Don't get it twisted here. It's not Josh Allen now has to go, uh, you know, go away or that he should be shamed or something. The turnovers are bad, but that can be fixed. This coaching staff has lost the faith of the fan base. Period. Full stop. That's what it is. So, as I pointed out earlier, PFF says that Josh Allen does not have a lot of turnover-worthy plays. Last night, one went through a guy's hands. That play where he threw the interception before the half, that's on the... What kind of call was that? Ugh. That's an In the wind, that throw, that's a really, Bonehead. really risky, risky play. So, I agree. I, I don't... I put a lot of this on, on the coaching staff because there are not a lot of easy plays for Josh Allen. If you watch Jared Goff in Detroit... He seems to always have a guy underneath that he can just, as a safety valve, there's never, that's never the case with Buffalo. Or Josh doesn't go to him. I mean, they're missing that slot receiver. They had, they, it's kind of been Diggs a little bit, but I I like Diggs in a a more varietal, like versatile role. Cole Beasley was a guy who was a safety blanket long ago. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was a guy who was a safety blanket. You're right. They don't really have that dude. I think they they thought, oh, we'll just get him another tight end, and that will sort yeah. of be the security blanket. Who has been good, but I, you can't turn the ball over four times because then you're you can't do anything you want to do. They could have run the ball down Denver's throat all game long. Denver can't stop the run, and I think that you saw James Cook looked awesome when he was on the field. But you can't do that when you have four turnovers. The whole game narrative went against them. Well, yeah, and also they tried to set like send a tone or like send a message to James Cook, who got the ball knocked out in the first drive of the game and caused a, a costly fumble. The Bills' defense held them to a field goal, so like you know, it's not totally unforgivable. And they benched him for three series. This is a guy who's averaging like five yards a carry against this defense, and because Damian Harris got knocked out of the for the season four games ago, 
You're going to Latavius Murray, who's 33 years old, who had a big drop, but listen, it's not on him. And you made a point by benching James Cook when it hurt your team. What are you doing? It's not like James Cook's been fumbling the ball this season at all. Like, make, and that tells us the first two fumbles. Yeah. Make the statement. Hold him accountable. That's fine. Do it in during the week. He did have two more, well, one and a half more fumbles in the game. There is some reasoning behind Listen, this. Listen, but Denver's defense was like ball hawking on him, and they and they caused right. that fumble, and then they caused another one that mercifully like bounced off of the turf right back into his hands. I'm actually looking at Sal. They gave the other fumble to Josh Allen on the handoff. I guess, I, I don't know. I haven't actually broken down that play. Whose fault was that? Probably I Allen's? I think that it probably goes on the quarterback, but it was a handoff between Allen and James Cook. It happened in the second half, and it was on a very good-looking drive that just ends up getting totally stopped. That was the one killer. All the other turnovers were the first half. And Denver kept getting the ball at about the 45-yard line and either going backwards, <laughs> going backwards nine yards. or I mean, Denver had more negative plays on the night. They Yes, Russell Wilson's stat line says a lot to me here. 24 for 29. Ooh, two TDs. Ooh, what do you have? 350 yards, 360 yards? No, 193 yards. I've never seen a guy throw more short passes in a game in my life. Okay, but here's the thing. Russell Wilson is not who he used to be. And secondly, once you get the doors blown off you and you lose 70 to 20, no one expects you to do jack squat the rest of the year. It's almost impossible to overcome that. And to the Broncos' credit, they have. And they're now four and five. They may be a fringe playoff team. I don't think that's going to happen. But they're a fringe playoff team. And they're like trying to be respectable. The Bills are a Super Bowl contender and playing like garbage. And I don't know if any team could sustain the amount of losses on defense that they have and still have actually been a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. It's just they're decimated on defense. But this is you're still supposed to beat the teams you're better than. And they didn't do that. It's funny with Russell Wilson, he the Broncos have thrown the ball thirty at least thirty times, four times a season. They lost all of those games. So I think there could be something to them taking their foot off the pedal and saying, hey, let's not get into these yeah. track meets. Right. That's actually helping them right now. Yeah, totally. Mr. I mean, through 29 times it. last night. Yeah. I mean, you got pretty right close. That number. But you're right, though. They they basically wanted to be in close games. So it, what happened to Sean Payton, the offensive genius? Why is he playing so conservatively? It kind of cost them the game last night. They probably should have lost that game. Did you think, oh my gosh, why aren't the Broncos taking advantage of all these short fields? Okay, well, besides Williams, Javante Williams, who looked really good coming yeah. off his knee injury, I've only been hearing from you all season about how their weapons stink. You know, they're, they don't stink. They're talented players who just make huge mistakes. You think Judy Jerry Oku Judy is the worst player in the NFL? Actually, he looked good last night. On the, I, I, I think Judy will run, he'll run great routes, great route, great route. Then he's going to cost you an interception. I've been watching because my buddy Case Keenum was in Denver and he was with a lot of these guys. He was and in they, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. They made, well, he, you know, he was a starter in Denver. Yeah, that's and Cortland Sutton was a rookie and he's like, this kid is so talented, but he's going to cost me. And I just know it. And then, well, actually, he never said that. I said that. But then they, why were they trying to trade Judy and Sutton at the trade deadline? Well, because they're a little bit flawed. Yeah, they're talented, but, but flawed. Okay. But that's the thing. Like, they're overcoming then the shortcomings, right? To win a game like this, to win three in a row. No one's expecting Denver to be this great team. They beat the Chiefs, uh, was it two weeks ago, I guess? They beat the Chiefs, and now they just beat the Bills. They beat Green Bay before mm. that. They, like, didn't, they didn't beat the Bills. They happened to be on the field when the Bills blew this game. I, mean, I don't. Listen, I, I don't see it. If they beat Minnesota on Sunday night, then I'll I'll change my tune. 
But honestly, I, I thought if anything, I'm, I thought Sean Payton did a bad job well, last night. I'll give you this. The Bills can lose to anyone right now. They could lose know. to Buffalo Central High School right now because it is about them and the offense is a total mystery. And like the identity of the team is now turnovers. Amazing. Like the identity of the offense is now turnovers. Is there any doubt that Minnesota Denver game is going to come down to the last oh, yes. play? I mean, just yes. there's going to be some. I think that they're, they're two very evenly matched teams right now. To be honest, like I, I, I'm, I can't get there right. I don't care right now about Minnesota Endeavor. I will care about that game eventually, but today I just want to wallow in my Bills sadness. I have I'm wearing my one of my Bills T-shirts here. I've X'd out the front in red tape, and I'm just like thumbs down, sad fan right now. I, <laughs> my ideal scenario is that the Bills win two more games, go to seven and five. And then find a way to blow it at oh, the end of the you. season again. <laughs> More pain. I'm telling you, that's the funny thing about this team, too. They are talented, so they'll probably win a game or two that they shouldn't, right? Mm, or I not mean, even shouldn't. They have, what, the Jets coming up. I'm giving that a win. Then they I have F Philly this. at Kansas City. Watch the F Philly and at Kansas City games. I'm telling you, there's something funny Hold could on, happen you there. Can't, you can't like even do that to me now because, A, my hope is gone. I just have, I'm chalking this up to they're not going to make the playoffs this year and yeah. big changes are going to come. I don't, I, it's a shame that it has to come to this because I think people are good at their jobs. I do think McDermott is a good head coach. I think that in some alternate universe, Ken Dorsey could be a good offensive coordinator. I, it's just not working for this team. It's what if, not working. What if they blow out Dallas in December, beat the chart? What if they end up hot? At the end of the year, very possible the way the schedule There's lays no out. No chance they're blowing anybody out. They like, this this team beat Miami forty eight twenty. They beat Washington thirty seven three, and that was, was early in the season. It was a month and a half ago. They've sustained but, like ten injuries since. That then. was on defense. Their offense still has all the guys. Listen, well, yeah, Damian Harris, no, but you're right. The the thing is, is that like Michael Lombardi said this, and I, I thought it was actually a good point. The former GM. You have to look at the Bills and everything pre-Matt Milano injury and post-Matt yeah. Milano injury. And, like, Vaughn Miller's just a rumor. Leonard Floyd has been good. He's been flying around. Great offseason, you know, signing. But was he also the guy who was the 12th man on the field? Was it DeMar Hamlin? Are we ever going to know? Does it even matter? I mean, it all comes down to the coaches anyway. you got to be buttoned up on those kind of plays. They are plus 78 on the season points. That, you know, that should be probably 7-3 at worst. <laughs> That, that ranks about fourth in the NFL. Well, the the season's wonky, though, because the Pittsburgh Steelers have been outgained in every game they've played, right? I, do they have a negative point differential or close to it? And they're 6-3. and three. Yeah. So the stats don't always tell but, the story. But it should even out at some point in the sense that I, I think the Bills could be a dangerous team for all these contenders toward the end, even if they're out of it, because they do have talent. Am I wrong about that? This is from Matthew Wilson in the chat, and I appreciate this. Uh, 855-212-4CBS or YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Maggie is ticked off, I had to amend that, is ticked off as I've seen her, and she should be. The Bills are way better than this. Oof. I think they kind of are who they are right now. You know, I think Allen is better than this and could work on the turnovers, and you can fix that. 
Tiki Barber fixed a fumbling issue. Dak Prescott has fixed his turnover issues. You can, these are just two that come to mind yeah, off the top of my by, head. Called by getting a new receiving core is how Dak Prescott fixed it. Well, who? Brandon Cooks? Like, that's the only change. Yeah, well, yeah, but half those, half the guys that were causing all the, they got rid of that tight end who had the worst of the worst. A lot of the Dak's interceptions were bounced off guys' hands. Same thing happened to Josh Allen. Gabe you know, Davis is not a number two. And I kind of disagree with what you said. I, I think this this is bad luck. I, I think the team... Off, nothing ever matters to you, though. You're no, like but a I think, sports I'm nihilist. Looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at it from a PFF, uh, pro, an analytic point of view, is that eventually that luck evens out. You can't... Like, the Vikings last year had really good luck. Yeah. Of course that luck was going to even out. You can't be fourth in the NFL plus 78 and stay at 5-5. Five and five. There's going to be some big wins later in the season what? because they're playing better okay. than their record. If this doesn't encapsulate exactly what the Maggie and Perloff show is, it's happening right now. I am the fan who's sitting here with the Bills t-shirt with a big red X through it that I put on with mechanical tape this morning. And Perloff is pointing to the PFF numbers, the pro football focus nerd analytic numbers to tell me everything's going to be okay. If this doesn't just sum up what our show is, me as the emotional fan and you trying to numbers and stats me that this is all going to be fine. I, this is our most Maggie and Perloff well, moment we've ever had. The thing is, I, I feel like every single game is, a, in your mind as a fan, is a referendum on where they are. Basically, it that's is. not how sports work. Last night, they turned the ball over four times, and they've been turning the ball over all season. That's who they are. They haven't been fumbling like that all season. They fumbled last year like that. Josh Allen in the red zone. It's not like they're that far away from a fumbling problem. It was last season. Okay, you bet against... The Bills every week. They don't lose. They they cover some games. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm going to bet on the Bills. I'm going to bet what week is it now? 10, 11 through 18, I'm betting on the Bills. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. oh, I didn't even think about this. Oh, dear. I didn't even think about this. I got to say, sometimes the people who listen to the show and who are interactive, the weedos, we give you guys a lot of, you know, we make fun because it seems like you do a lot of drugs and maybe you're kind of crazy. But man, every once in a while, you really nail it. Spencer Seeks, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Bill Belichick brings his boat to Lake Erie, as I predicted two months ago. He meant Cleveland, but now talking about the Bills. Would they do it? God, that would be... What a, what a mistake that would be. That would be the worst hire. There's no, I mean, they even they would know that. It would be a mistake, but Belichick is probably going to be out there to be had. Listen, this is a Bills team, not the same regime, who brought in Rex Ryan as a head coach. Again, not the same general manager or president, but can you fathom bringing Rex Ryan in as your coach? They, they've done, organizationally, they've done stupid stuff before. Belichick. I know, but I think everyone thinks they're going offense, right? I I pray to the football gods that they do go offense. But if you're going to get an un like if you're going to get an offensive coordinator who's never had a head coaching job, you are yeah. taking a bit of a gamble there that they can be a good head coach. Right, but I, to go from Sean McDermott to Bill Belichick feels a little no. But you know, Belichick's got that you know moxie. He's got he's still Belichick. He's revered. He's a legend. Ew. Would they do that? He feels like old school MRI. and slow. No, I know, I know. Believe I think, me, I know. But it's sometimes someone out there is going to trade for Bill Belichick. Some owner is going to do it. And I'll tell you what, Terry Pagula ain't the sharpest tool. I, oh man, I would like odds on that one. 
No, I mean, I don't know if they're going to, but I, I mean, bet it gonna, gets on a whiteboard somewhere. They're going to move heaven and earth to try and get the two hot coordinators, right? Who, the Lions coordinator? Yeah, and the, the Texans coordinator. Oh, right, right. It who was, is uh, also, you know, it's... Uh, Sorry, I, I keep forgetting saying his name wrong. Bobby Slowick. Yeah, so he was part of that. Mike McCarthy, Kyle Shannon, like those are the two hot guys. You think someone's trading for Belichick? I still don't believe that. Somebody, an owner. The owners are are not smart. Like no, the, the, an owner will will demand to trade for Belichick. The owners, I I'll bet you anything they do that. The old the owners want this young hot guy. That's what the owners always go for. Uh, and by the way, there's a chance Belichick stays. The uh, yeah, I you and I go back and forth on this all yeah. the time. I mean, it felt like that that game in Germany did feel a bit rock bottomy when you have to turn to Bailey Zappi in the two minute drill after he's been sitting on the bench cold the entire time. What do you think was going to happen? Like, yeah, did I you mean, really think he was going to score a touchdown there? They no. sh- they definitely should have been playing Zappi this entire time. His arm is so much more lively than Mac Jones. Can't by tell the, way. the difference between these two guys. They're the same guy. Adrian is in Maryland. Our pal. Good morning, Adrian. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? Fantastic. Well, hey, Mac, you know, Maggie, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a Bills fan. I'm from upstate New York, but um, I feel your pain, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why no one is talking about the Bills rushed onto the field, which they didn't have to because the ref has yep. to give them time to substitute. They could have basically walked onto the field. The ref would have held the ball. And the time probably would have ran out on Denver. You know what? What do you think? Adrian, and Troy Aikman said it in the moment. He goes, you've got plenty of time here. You know, like, why did this feel so rushed like this fire drill when there was plenty of time? Again, Adrian, coaching, coaching, coaching. If you did indeed practice this, as Sean McDermott claims postgame, then why was it a jumbled mess? It kills me. Adrian, also, how'd you grow up in upstate New York and not be a Bills fan? How'd you avoid it? (laughs) Hey, I, I don't know. I, I just, I actually can't stand the Bills. I, I couldn't stand the Bills. When, when Frank Wright brought him back, I was like, are these guys actually going to win this game with Houston? I was like, Houston, run the ball three times, and you can get off the field, and the time will run out. And I don't know. I just, I'm not a Bills fan. I'm not a Giants fan. Actually, I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, there's always a couple. Adrian, thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, it was it was botched again. Coaching staff, they've reached, they've hit the ceiling with this coaching staff. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, so much more to do, including heading back to college, the Jim Harbaugh press conference. How is Michigan America's team exactly? We'll explain next. Don't move. Megan Perloff, CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
ESPN Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I don't know how I became the Jim Harbaugh defender on this show. I just think everybody is overreacting to a minor infraction. And I have a lot of friends who are Patriots fans who keep on pointing to me that it was a videotaping error called Spygate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. This is a minor thing that has turned into Watergate. And I just think they were overreacting, and therefore I'm defending Jim Harbaugh. I will also defend Jim Harbaugh on his wacky takes because this is entertaining. And I hope you guys don't sort of poo-poo this because I need more Jim Harbaugh all the time. Well, the wacky takes um, are one thing. I mean, he called Michigan America's team. I, do you not think he was short of kidding? Was there any wink there? Any self awareness about Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. So I went into this press conference kind of knowing already that he had said some crazy stuff. So I was looking for the twinkle in the eye and kind of but, looking for the you know trolling or turning heel. They had Ric Flair in the building not that long ago. Yeah, Ric Flair. That's that's a wink to uh, this whole idea. And also the stuff about Judge Judy. You, you think he was being dead serious about the Constitution when he was talking about no, that I, stuff? No, I think he's. A, I think he was rambling. But this is. I think he's smug to be honest, but here was Jim Harbaugh talking about Michigan being America. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America America loves a team that that uh, you know beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the naysayers and you know, critics, so-called experts think um, that's my favorite kind of team. Yeah, we love a team yeah. like that when we feel like it's not justified. The, this is the one thing that America doesn't like. I think I can speak for all of us right now. I don't think we like when someone acts like the victim when they're not the victim. Are you are you kidding me? That's the national pastime of America. <laughs> well, that is literally all... what we do more than anything. Okay, well, there's a lot of versions of America, but I think that one thing that or I think one thing that we all you know don't respect really is the acting like a victim when you're not a victim. When you actually are a victim, I think we can get behind that and we get sympathetic and all of it. But Michigan is the big bad wolf. Michigan is the winningest team in college football. Michigan is the ones who broke the rules. How are they victims in this? You have Sharon Moore crying after the game like Harbaugh got shot. Yeah, It's you know, crazy. But first of all, Harbaugh was definitely trolling. You could hear it in his voice. What he said. That was a flat-out old-school troll. And second of all, he said the so-called experts. Guess who he's talking about? You. What? He's, listen to the quote. He's saying the so-called experts think that we are, you know, should be penalized for life. That He's talking about you. He's talking no, no, about no. the media. He's talking about the media criticizing. First of all, the media is the easiest people to take to, to take aim at when you want to deflect, yeah. deflect from what is actually going on. And I refuse to, to basically say because Jim Harbaugh broke the rule or Michigan broke the rule and he has to serve a suspension, he does not become the victim in this. Yeah, you're the so-called expert. No, the so-called experts I think he's talking about are the other coaches who wanted him. No, he's talking wanted about him fried no, for this. No, 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 he's talking about the media. All right, well, let's Wait, talk about so the media. Expert. I didn't. I didn't send Connor Stallions to go scout. You know, Illinois. Don't blame me. I'm just saying there are going to be a lot of people who are on Jim Harbaugh's side who are not Ohio State fans. Not, not, a, not. I don't think a majority, but I do think people like this Jim Harbaugh, this troll Jim Harbaugh. He's totally messing with people. What he says, America's team. Eh, I don't you, think so. Do you really think he thinks that all of a sudden that this is uh, the Army Navy game or something? Yes, of course he's sort of trolling here. Everything he said, everything he said, there was a sense of humor with. 
Do you think he thinks Judge Judy is in the, on the Supreme Court? He's not dumb. <laughs> no, I think he's he was trying to be again. He's I try to be funny. He was trying to be funny, but it, it, it's not. I, I can try to be funny too. It doesn't always land. So here's the thing about the other part of this, which your sister has now chimed in. So I want to get to that, which is Jim Harbaugh is now spending time, maybe like trying to clear his head or whatever, um, having fun with his chickens. And I play with them too. I let them out in the yard. And- we run around and they're happy to see me. They're happy to see me. There's, there's times when I'm doing good things for other people and they don't, they're not as happy to see me as my chickens are. So uh, it's good. It's good for my mental health as well. Yes, the underappreciated Jim Harbaugh. I'm sure there's so many people who don't walk around kissing this guy's ass, but he's the guy who feels underappreciated. I'd love to be underappreciated to the tune of whatever $10 million a year that Jim Harbaugh's making. But anyway, uh, the chickens. He said that the chickens, like, um, recognize him when he comes. Yeah, so I asked my sister about this. She has chickens in uh, sort of suburban country, Massachusetts. Yes, our chickens know us, my sister Jennifer said, mostly because we feed them. They come running when I walk outside. So that we knew okay. that. In terms of killing them, because I did uh, mention that my sister <laughs> breaks the chickens' necks all the time. In terms of killing them, they hit their peak of laying, laying eggs, at two years old. After, after that, they slow down. Most farmers get rid of them somewhere between two and three years old. Hope that helps. So they're not even killing them. Uh, my sister, who is a very nice person, yeah. isn't even killing them for, for food. She's killing them because they no longer lay eggs. <laughs> Just past their prime. They're past their prime. Man, more, Neck wi- broken. More, more women get in the shaft. <laughs> How would you kill a chicken? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. If you have a chicken in the backyard, how would you kill them? I guess you do have to kind of break their neck. You can't take a knife or a gun or something. Oh I'd my play God. Jim Harbaugh's press conference to see how they yeah. <laughs> Boring wow. to death. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. Well, sister- you thought that press conference was boring? Yeah. 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 Uh, your sister eats them, though, right? She no, she just- does not. She definitely does so not. So she eat kills them. them and just throws them in the garbage? Yeah. Well, that seems like a waste. Yeah. Can we give them, no, I, give them to Tyson? What are we doing? Yeah, I think these, uh, I don't think she eats them because she knows these chickens. Also, if if they're too old to lay eggs, I don't know if their meat is still good either. The, why I would you want to eat an old arthritic chicken? It's <laughs> <laughs> this craggly old bird. Yeah. I, 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 I Put think, enough hot sauce on anything, I'll probably eat it. But the eggs are great. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. This is how the circle of life, this is how it works here. You know, know, there are a lot of people who grow up with cows and guess what happens to those cows? But they eat them. They don't yeah. just kill them and then they leave them on the them. side of the road. You well, know? They don't go, oh, you're four, and they <laughs> stab them. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think, the meat's, I don't think the meat's great on these chickens. I think they're more like egg-laying chickens. I don't Why know how it works. Why just let them out and let them go wild in the wild? I was, well, I actually followed up. I said, aren't they your pets? Why don't you just let them <laughs> die of old age? And I think it's because of disease. I'm trying to find that out. Okay. Right. Like, what's, so what? She doesn't need the eggs. She can go to the grocery store. I'm kind of curious why Jennifer is out there murdering chickens. Or like, you know, give them to... Uh... Raising canes, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. <laughs> By the way, if you guys want to ruin your appetite, I know we have a big breakfast coming in. Watch something on how they, uh, no, 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 how no, they no. produce Please, chickens. No. I don't want to. But you or know, eggs. It ain't pretty. Wait, well, aren't there other pets who have to eat live food? Like snakes eat mice or whatever. Yeah. Like a lot. They have to kill and catch it. Uh, you know, have to catch the prey and kill it. Right. Yeah. Is there not a pet that would want a chicken to hunt? Like a snake or something? Manny does. <laughs> I think you chickens are not Manny small. Manny chasing around a chicken is a, something want, I'd love to see. You want to bring in a... <laughs> Rocky Balboa. You want to bring in an animal big enough to eat a chicken and let that thing go? And no, you think they'd be like a service. You go, okay, I don't need my egg-laying chickens anymore. Maybe they have a different purpose now, like and somebody comes King and gets them and takes them. Like yeah. That. So okay, so this is a family. You know, she has kids. 
you're going to actually have the chickens be torn apart viciously by wolves in no, the backyard. No, no, they go somewhere else. Somewhere else. Somewhere yeah. else. Wasn't there the guy from USC or UCLA, the running back, doesn't he have an alligator and his parents take care of it? Like someone like that who's got like a unique pet. Well, like, right. In Texas, an yeah, or like in Texas they, a lot of people get alligators to kill the the cottonmouth snakes because the snakes are dangerous. Alligators eat snakes. Ah, but okay. no, you're talking about three chickens a year. You're not going to... I don't think oh, you're it's affecting only three. Her. It felt like more than three. <laughs> no, no, she's. This is a backyard. This is a small little coop. Okay, she's not running a farm. It felt more like she had like just an incinerator going, and we stumbled <laughs> oh upon a gosh. horrible like <laughs> underbelly of chicken raising. I don't even think it was just... three chickens. She did tell me you got to be very careful with chickens because once one of them gets sick, they're all dead in like a week. Mm. And she knows this from experience. That's sad. And I was actually wondering. I said, Jen, isn't this a little dangerous to have these chickens like getting these weird avian flus in the backyard? Yeah. She never answered that part. <laughs> I haven't spoken to her since. All of a sudden, she wants to come message, back home. Text messages on silent. Um, they also, this family, also to their credit, and I bet you, you guys all sound like you would like this. They love having pig roast with the full pig with the head oh, and wow. everything out there. Hell yeah. yeah! Wait, and they raise the pig and then do no, it? no, they buy the pig and then they roast. They buy a dead pig and they roast it. A lot of people don't like head on pig roast. I love it. No, it's the best. I mean, I love that show okay. on Netflix, the barbecue showdown, and the the last challenge is always. You got to cook the whole hog. Like, if you're a okay, real good. barbecue person, you know how to cook a whole hog. So Can you get one of those at Trader Joe's? I don't <laughs> yeah. think a Trader full Joe's. Pig? Uh, yeah. I don't I, think you're getting that Trader Joe's. It'd be tough to cook it evenly over an open flame. That's no? why it takes it's 24 hours. It's, it's very hard. 24 to 36 hours. It, that's why it tastes so good. Don't they in Hawaii? I've never been there. Don't they like it's under the ground, right? Yeah, it's yeah. underground. The luau? Yeah, they yeah. do it at the luau. I've been there. I've been to the luau once, and they do it underground, and they kind of do it. At the beginning of the ceremony, and then you kind of just party for the rest of the day, and then by the time it's nighttime, they bring out the hog, and it's delicious. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to transition off that, so Bogus has some headlines. I do. Uh, earmuffs for you. The 5-5 five and five Bills do not have a playoff spot this morning after gift-wrapping a 24-22 win for the Broncos last night. Buffalo is technically 10th in the AFC right now, losing a three-way tie with the Colts and Raiders. They've dropped four of six, but Josh Allen remains confident because... We've done it before. I know we can do it. It's just a matter of doing it. Last night, Allen gave them a one-point lead with 155 left with a six-yard run, but Russell Wilson drove the field. A pass interference call put the Broncos in field goal range. Will Lutz missed from 41, but there were 12 bills on the field, so he got a second chance and hit from 36 for the win. Monday Night Football, the sixth game this weekend, decided with zeros on the clock. Wait, one thing. So that's a dangerous quote there from Allen, right? I know we can do it because we've done it before. Well, you guys have taken your eye off the ball, maybe literally with that bad fumble, the handoff to James Cook, but it's like you expect that you're going to you're going to get a different outcome when you keep making the same mistakes. Why would anyone expect that, right? Like, you think you've got it in the bag. You don't. You don't. And, like, so as much as I love Allen and I don't think he's, like, the problem, I think he's fixable, that is a very concerning soundbite. It's also been six weeks. Like, say that halfway through this. Now it's like, can you, I know you've done it before, that, that just seems farther and farther away. Well, by and the you've week. got decimated by injuries on defense. He's got an elbow issue. Like, you don't, you're not at full strength here. Like, yeah. why you think you can, you know, you, you cannot, like, be lacking in the fundamentals if you are actually trying to, you know, 
really make good on that and actually get yourself back in the playoff race. Now, last night probably should not have been that close in the end. The Bills gave the ball away four times, three by Allen, which Sean Payton really appreciated. That, that was the difference tonight. Four, four takeaways. You know, you finish plus three, you're winning 98% of your games. And now his team has won three straight and four of six. The Saints say that Derek Carr remains in concussion protocols while well, Michael Thomas hurt his knee and Marshawn Lattimore hurt his ankle in Sunday's loss in Minnesota. Dennis Allen calling those last two injuries significant, but doesn't think they are season-ending. The Sacramento Kings had De'Aaron Fox back from an ankle injury last night after two weeks off the court. I feel good. It felt good just to be able to go out there and, and just contribute. Um, when you're hurt, you're not playing, and you're just watching. Like You just, I don't want to say feel helpless, but you want to be out there to help your team. Fox with 28 points and six assists and a 132-120 decision over the Cavs. That's career win number 400 for Sacramento head coach Mike Brown. The Celtics fought off the Knicks 114-98 with Jason Tatum scoring 17 in the 435 total. Giannis had 35 plus 11 boards in the Bucks 118-109 decision over the Bulls and the Raptors down the Wizards 111-107 after trailing by 23 in the third. Men's top 25 action last night. Number six Houston for 23 turnovers in a 79-48 route of Stetson. Number 12, Miami, erasing a 12-point second-half hole, beat FIU 86-80. South Carolina returns to number one in the AP women's poll after nine of the top 14 schools in the preseason list lost during opening week. The Gamecocks started at number six. LSU drops from first to seventh. And from the NHL last night, the Avalanche ate all the funnel cakes in Seattle, a 5-1 romp over the Kraken. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, a lot more to do, including previewing tonight's college football playoff rankings. Proff and I will tell you what's going to be the surprise twist the committee has in store tonight. We'll do that next. Don't move. Maggie and Proloff, CBS Sports Radio. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Defensive Player of the Week. A lot of good options this week. Yeah, it's the defensive player. I think the defensive player of the year in the NFL is going to be Miles Garrett, which was your prediction, mm-hmm. Maggie. But I don't know that he stood out. There were a lot of points in that game, so I don't know if that's him no, this week. Garrett was excellent in that game. Yeah, though. he was great, but it was a thirty-point game. So I think I think he really has to do something exceptional at this point. So let's look at some other performance. Who are some other multi-sack guys? The the Niners were Listen, insane. I already know what's going on. Yeah. They're going to pick. Who who picked it? Manny or Who's EJ? They? Who is they? Who's Hold they? On. It, it is me. It, I, EJ's I definitely it. picking someone on the Broncos just to troll me this morning. <laughs> it's a hundred. Broncos. Death, taxes, the guy who knocked out the first fumble from James Cook, right? It's got to be. Is, is, that the, is that the official answer here? <laughs> For me, it is. I'll go with... Gosh, I'll go with Javon Hargrave. So the defensive player of the week this week is Sheldon Rankins of the Houston Texans, who had three sacks in the Texans' dramatic win over the Cincinnati Bengals. A former Jet, uh, Rankins has had a solid season for a Texans defense that is much improved, and Rankins was absolute force in that game. He also had a forced fumble in the win. We should we should have should have known someone yeah. with Jets ties. And Jets EJ's tie new favorite team game. is the Texans. By yeah, far. You, that was the first name you mentioned <laughs> on Sunday after the game. Yes, yeah, Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, Sheldon Rankins. By the way, 
I love Sh- when Sheldon Raggins came to the NFL. I thought that guy is going to be unblockable for years. How come it didn't work out with the Jets? Besides it being the Jets, that was it, a pretty crappy time during Jets history. They did not win a lot of games. Work out in the sense that really, like I thought he might be a Hall of Fame type player. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, he was there for two years. I mean, he was fine. I didn't think he was bad. I just think that you know he kind of became a casualty of like, you know money and, and whatever, and they just kind of moved on from him. But, yeah, I agree. I think that he's a guy who's a first-round pick out of Louisville. There was a thought that he was going to be a star, and maybe this is him coming into his own. Uh, he, he did have eight sacks in his third year as a as a Saint, which is where he played most of his career. By the way, the Bengals did have 400-and-something yards. They That wasn't exactly a defensive battle either. Both teams were, at the end of the game, were throwing it all over the field. What? Speaking of Louisville, they are going to be one of the teams in the top ten Tonight, when the college football playoff rankings are revealed, it's going to be Louisville and Florida State in the ACC championship game, Perloff. But as we are predicting what's going to happen with the committee, Florida State is really the team that kind of sits a little bit in the crosshair. So uh, it's either going to be probably Georgia at the top. I think for TV show purposes, they probably put Georgia with the extremely impressive win uh, over Kentucky, excuse me, Ole Miss. Ole Miss this weekend, uh, they blew them out. So maybe they put Georgia yeah. back at the top. Ohio State did nothing wrong, but maybe they fall to two. Then Michigan stays unbeaten. They would be three. Four becomes very interesting because Washington now has beat Utah. They beat last week yep. despite overcoming some uh, gaffes. USC and Oregon and have Michael Penix Jr. as a Heisman candidate as opposed to Florida State, who's still awesome, but does not have the same resume now as Washington. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's been playing kind of medium teams pretty close. I, I, You know, it's funny. I think it's the brand name Florida State. It's just a bigger brand name than Washington. I don't see them dropping Florida State. I think they stay at number four. Of course, it's it's somewhat irrelevant because Washington has this game against Oregon. So the looming, yes, looming. So I think the committee, I do think the committee looks ahead at the schedules. I think they say, Hey, what are we doing here? Where do we put them? Well, we know that Washington's going to have its chance to earn its way into the top four. So they're not going to panic and they're going to keep Florida state at four. Well, the same would happen for Florida state though. Cause if Florida state goes undefeated the right. rest of the way, they're definitely getting in. They're definitely getting in. Right. Well, yeah, except that I think they want to keep them at four and not put them at five because they're not going to have an impressive win. Like Washington is going to have to beat Oregon, who's right. really playing well right now. So I think that just to be safe, they will probably take the safer route. Keep Florida State at four, knowing Washington can earn its way into the top four. Uh, after that, I'm assuming it's going to be Oregon. And then I think what becomes also interesting yeah. is seven Texas and eight Alabama. Now, this is going to be one that's probably going to come down. We're going to be talking about this for weeks now. That's the if, big debate. If both teams keep winning, if Texas is a one-loss team, and if Alabama is a one-loss team, I think Alabama gets in because they will have, in theory, if this plays out, they would have a win over Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I think Georgia, while it doesn't look exactly the same as it did in the previous two titles, Perloff, they are revered as like an incredible program, and beating them, I think, means a lot as opposed to Texas beating Oklahoma. It'd be a wonderful way to sort of wind up this final four because the fact that Texas won at Tuscaloosa, can you, and it's such an active fan base. It's such a big national program. It's not Alabama, but it's pretty darn close. That would be the biggest mess they've had in a long time. And Texas will have to get another signature win too. They'll have to beat Oklahoma state. I would imagine in the big 12 title game. So they're, they're going to have another big win if they do run the table it, that is that to me was the most interesting dilemma that they faced 
in a long, long time because you have such big. It's not. It's not Ohio State passing Baylor. This is Texas and Alabama. Two fan bases will go insane if they're left out. Uh, I think we are on in Austin now. I'm curious if that Texas fan base is feeling nervous at all. I know we're on in Alabama. Um, I wonder if that Texas fan base is feeling just a little bit nervous. Here's why. That win was awesome. And it was in Tuscaloosa. And in theory, an Alabama win over Georgia would be at a neutral site, even though it's in Atlanta. But... Like, that was early in the season when the Alabama quarterback situation was still in flux. Now that they have solved that, and Texas, their situation is better because Quinn Ewers is back, but he was still dealing with an injury. Like, But it was in Tuscaloosa. Oh, I, I mean, the it. committees, I mean, that is, that's pretty, that's a pretty tough pill to swallow for Texas fans saying, wait, we won in their home field where they never lose. They mm-hmm. were 50 and one, as Sark said after the game. In that situation, uh, that's that's gonna be tough. I mean, usually some kind of weird chaos happens and something. And also, Alabama's. I think they're now three and a half point underdogs to Georgia. That's a tough win. So we're kind of we're jumping it. But we're jumping the shark here a little bit. But I do think that I think Texas is gonna have a great case. They do have a great case, but I I think that if it's one loss Alabama and one loss Texas, I think I think Alabama's getting the nod. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Yes, that'd be. I know we're jumping ahead. I think that'd be a good poll if if you play it out and both these teams. Uh, win their conference and have one loss, who gets in? It's going to be the narrative of the rest of the season. And let's not forget about your Ducks, Maggie. My Oregon Ducks. I know Dan Lanning yesterday having to answer questions that, no, he is not in uh, looking to take the Texas A&M job. <laughs> so. Yeah, I and get that. And I think that. that's probably I, I smart. Get that. uh, I, I think that, you know, Oregon's going to the Big Ten next year. I don't know why he would want to leave now, I, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be an, it's an easier transition, I think, for Oregon to be a winner in the Big Ten than it is for Texas A&M to be a winner in the SEC. I totally agree, and I think Dan Lanning could could be the guy for that Alabama job. He was at Alabama; he's young, so he'll have his choice. Even if he doesn't take this A&M job, he could just stay at Oregon and win there, or go anywhere he wants. Probably eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven is how you can get in touch with us. You can also find us on. All the socials were there. Maggie and Pearl, Maggie and Pearl off. Everywhere you are, we are. That didn't Got a mean note to back. sound that ominous. Got a note back from my sister of oh, why she kills the, chickens all the time. The chicken owning sister of Pearl off. Wow. I did not know my sister was this cold blooded. I'll save the response. Basically, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get on the wrong side. I'm definitely going to get her a nicer Christmas present <laughs> after reading this text. She'll break your neck. She is a vicious killer of chickens. Coming up, of course, we're diagnosing what is wrong with my Buffalo Bills. And also, is there a fool's gold in the AFC with another Super Bowl contender? We'll tell you about that next. Don't move. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.